0: Hello, and welcome to the Packer Force podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Sill. I'm joined by my brothers, Peter Sill and Andrew Sill. Together, we're the Packer Force. That's why we call ourselves the Packer Force podcast. There's a whole lore behind it. It Comes in the appendix of our new book that's coming out this April called the Packer Force. Shit, we got to write a book? I don't know, man. I'm just trying to manifest good things in my life. Anyway. Uh,
1: manifest me towards writing a book. I'm not ready for that.
0: Yeah, we know you're not ready to write a book, Peter. You can't read. <laughs> Andrew, thank you for joining us.
2: Are I you- might leave. I don't know. If you guys are not learned enough that you could read or write, this is a waste of my time.
0: Listen, podcasts in general are a waste of everyone's time that is involved with them on either end of the transaction.
2: That's true, and I do not actually have anything else that I could even think of doing, so fuck it. Let's do this, I guess.
0: As he thumbs the cigarette in his ear. Uh, Okay, so last week we talked about the Saints game, and what was that? gonna look like what would be required for that to be a bounce back game and by the end of it we were like this conversation's dumb it's <laughs> not gonna happen like that and then it happened exactly like that we literally just redeemed 100 percent our sins of the past and 18 nothing fourth quarter, the Packers win the game. What the fuck happened?
1: Yeah, we kind of launched into uh, the downside of our season. At the <laughs> beginning of that, that game, we were like, okay, this feels right. It's time to you know get settled in for the rebuild. Jordan Love's got some growing pains. Three quarters of miserable football later, Jordan Love just turned it on. Just fucking woke up. And it was beautiful. And it was beautiful. Yeah, we were calling, like, what do we need to see from Jordan Love? Andrew said, that touchdown. I said, just another first down. Just get another first down. And then we were down by 17 points, and it was like, okay, that's too much. That's way too much to ask from. But he just kept going out there and battling and getting first down after first down and touchdown. After touchdown. All while throwing lots of incompletions.
0: Jordan Love's fourth quarter. He was under 50% passing in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Which is crazy. He's 7 of 16. Now, factor in a few penalties that he drew, like, seemingly intentionally. Mm -hmm, Um, mm Mm-hmm. There's lots of throws that were working for us that didn't end up getting uh, caught. There was, like, the Jaden Reed touchdown that...
1: Mm -hmm. Should have been, dude. Those, those pass interferences were such beautiful justice. After hearing Jonathan Vilma just jizz all over Taylor, whatever. just wax the balls of Alante <laughs> Taylor, just with his silver tongue, <laughs> completely shine and buff fucking Alante Taylor's balls. And uh, who was getting there early every fucking time? Who was, was pass interfering every time. And so there was a point where it just made sense. Like, hey, go after that. Exploit that. If they're going to play like that, get those calls. Go out and get those calls. You know, that's how you win.
0: There's a downside to playing that way. That's it. That's the downside.
1: Yep. So. You just got to exploit that. I Yeah, I look for teams to do that going forward. If the Saints, like, if that's what they've been teaching on their defense, if that's, like, how close they're going to play, then, yeah. That, that needs to be exploited. Andrew, what happened?
2: What happened? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> we started a game, and all the signs of the growing pains that you could ever expect started to show up. Things got ugly. We got behind the eight ball. It seemed impossible. It seemed like this was just going to be a, another tough learning experience. And then all of a sudden a hero emerged for the Packers. Jameis Winston came into the game.
0: Salad.
2: <laughs> God bless his soul. Him and his eating west side connection fingers. <laughs>
0: They showed James Winston on the sideline. I was like, that dude doesn't want to have to work today. That's what he looked
2: <laughs> no, like. This he, was is like for him.
0: he just got called in for the four o'clock to midnight shift and was like, God damn
2: it! Yeah, he was in the fucking cooler eating fucking ice cream sandwiches, <laughs> <laughs> and they came and were like, Nah, dude, you got to fucking go take tables. And he was like, Shit! Yes. Mm-mm. Didn't like it.
1: This is the Can thing, you, though. But what did james Winston been? actually do wrong? <laughs> Besides just be exactly what Derek Carr pretty much was, he got him in. He first... got him into
0: field goal range. That last yeah. drive,
1: he hit a couple throws. He hit yeah. several
0: throws on that last drive.
1: Yeah, I honestly didn't think there was much of a difference between Derek Carr and Jameis Winston.
2: I mean, technically whatever, but he brought his whole Jameis Winston vibe with him. (laughs) And with that, the team was like, oh, we can totally do this. This is that dude we saw fucking eating his fingers. This is silly. Let's just go fucking play ball and win a game. And with the lessons that we had learned last week, it to be fair, out, the I, last
0: time we played James Winston, he beat us thirty-seven to three with that same New Orleans Saints team in the week one of last year.
1: Yeah, that's the James Winston energy that I know and have been traumatized by. Thirty-eight to three. Seems Whatever
2: like your fears were wrong, and my intuition was completely correct. So, fuck yep. what you think. All right, I'm right. Um,
0: speaking of intuition, my intuition heading into the game was just sour i i got yelled at on twitter for tweeting my true feelings which was everything was going to go wrong the packers were going to lose 30 to nothing and we were going to suffer a debilitating injury in the secondary or something you know like Mm -hmm. just horrible vibes and Mm -hmm. for me it was because i woke up and I had to give my kids a bath before going to church, which I had to do <laughs> because I had to do Sunday school that day. And like, it was just, a, it was the worst. I literally had both of my children screaming at me for like five minutes straight in the bath, just screaming. My four year old screaming, my two, my one and a half year old who loves baths. Not today. <laughs> my older son hates baths because he doesn't like. Water being poured on his head, and I just kind of was a little willy nilly with the the rinsing of the shampoo. It was a very delicate process.
1: Willy nilly, so you were spite rinsing. You were (laughs) spite rinsing your child. It was an
0: accident. I didn't say this is <laughs> so what... open your eyes,
2: not saying nearly as much as Jair's fucking name on this injury report does. Yeah, Ooh. and
0: then we had the bad inactives. Like, there was the worst case scenario, right? We were hearing, like, all week, Aaron Jones. Oh, here's Aaron Jones at practice. Like, looks like he's good to go then. And then he didn't play. Uh, Bakhtiari was kind of a, you know a head-scratching scratch.
1: and uh, Same thing with Christian Watson. You felt like he was going to go last week, and then, you know, Saints come along and still not. I
2: didn't feel like either of those guys were going to go. The one that put me in the dirt was Jair.
1: Well, that hurt. They all hurt,
0: but yeah. Being
2: being the four-game and then Thursday... I figured if there's a game of sit guys, it's gonna be now. I'm not expecting a lot of people to show up. That's and fine. Matt Lefler was like
0: deeply offended that they asked about that. He's like, "No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't do that,
2: wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Everybody does. It's fine. It's okay. It's acceptable. There's 17 games now.
1: You can speak it out loud. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of why we brought you along to do smart shit like that, right? Like, <laughs> like that's. What I like about Matt Lafleur, and you know, you—I ne- think you need that in a coach. I think you need someone with, yes, that will get your team ready to play week to week, but will also have a long-term view
2: and will be able to yeah. get you ready for what's coming down the line. Spoken many times, this year is not the year. This year is a growing year. And this year is a learning year. This year is just learning how to compete. And that was the beautiful uh, thing, thing: is we fucking competed. And we learned that competing can pay off if you fucking press it to the wall and just say, fuck it. We're going to take this house money and we're going to try and win this game anyways. We stayed in it. It was great. It was crazy. I don't know
0: what... I'm so curious what changed uh, as far as, you know, the things we were doing and the results we were seeing. And it didn't seem like we... Suddenly, had any opinion? I mean, I guess it. The one thing it looked like we figured out was like, oh, let's bait them into some pass interference calls. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, like that is penalty. largely it, man. We were negative seventy five plus in the fucking penalties, and then all of a sudden, we got those penalty yards back in two plays, and we were right back in it.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. We were. It was like, it was like fifteen seconds off the clock. Get it from getting the ball at our 20 and being in the red zone because of those penalties. Like it was like, Mm -hmm. boom,
2: Mm -hmm. boom.
0: And then we were,
2: Oh, it very literally wasn't a horrible game by us. It's just the penalty yards murdered us. Mm -hmm. The penalty yards murdered us.
0: And also because they came at horrible times. They, and, and we didn't overcome any penalties on offense and we didn't, you know, the, the the timeline, it was all bad. But in addition to that, there were also some, like, blunders. You know, I think of the first mm-hmm. drive of the game, that mm-hmm. fourth wonderfully drawn-up fourth down play of Emmanuel Wilson throwing back to Jordan Love, who finds... And that worked to perfection except everything, right? sprung <laughs> the guy wide open, and then... Just duffed the pat the the lateral back to Love, Jordan love. who did the teabags, splits.
1: <laughs> teabags
0: the field, and then still throws it too far. <laughs> <He> airmailed <laughs> it, overcompensated. It's great concept, it too wide of a but base.
2: immediately became a Benny Hill yakety sax playing. Yeah. Everything went wrong in quick succession.
1: Well, I think if you look at the end of that Falcons game, when Jordan Love came out there to try to, to bring his team back, he was super calm. He was super collected, but he was a little bit too calm. Some of his passes didn't really have any zip on it. He looked like he was trying to be too calm and too careful. And I think as you saw that game accumulate, as you saw that game go on and they started to put some drives together and they started to get some momentum going, he just kept attacking. He just kept going down the field and doing whatever he could. He was really willing that team to victory. He was uh, there was a ton more energy. I think you know he probably looked at that that last drive in Atlanta and was like, you know what, I got to let it rip, and he just let it rip. He wrote it on a little index card.
0: Let it rip. <laughs> I wasn't even there for that. Um, <clears throat> So, it was it was amazing in how it it all changed in an instant, right? Because it had been going so wrong. Then, I mean, you have this, like, weird third quarter where no one scores. It's back and forth. We get the ball down. First play of the fourth quarter is a fourth down that we fail. But then from there, it was, like, very just straightforward procedural comeback victory. Like, that went exactly according to plan, if you're the Packers, right? Yeah. You, you made us – it, it wasn't that we came back in, you know, the fourth quarter. It was that with eight minutes and 30 seconds left, it was 17 to nothing. And then with three minutes left was when we ran the play to score a touchdown. And so it was a five minute, five and a half minute,
1: 18 point run that we went on. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, it was tight
1: yeah i don't know about you guys but honestly i never felt like we were out of that game there was the point where we had the fourth and two to patrick taylor where he misses they missed on that but there was still some energy hanging in the air i
0: i so i didn't feel like we were out of that game but i didn't think we were going to get back into it Mm -hmm. i like i didn't think it was going like what i kept feeling was like we could win this game we're just not doing it and it's not that the saints are good the saints aren't good please yeah. don't put in the paper that the saints are good
2: mm-hmm. yeah what what we're i not making the move
1: what i keep thinking is what's so exciting watching these games is like i really don't know mm-hmm. like i felt like you knew when aaron Rodgers was gonna do it and when he did it it was expected when he made when, a comeback when he when he would make a comeback it was it would be expected This wasn't one of those that you would expect him to come back. It was a team with a winning record. It was a big fourth quarter deficit. You just didn't feel like Aaron Rodgers would be able to fucking put some energy together, put some juice together in the fourth quarter of that game.
0: He did reach a point pretty early on in the scope of his Packer career where he was like not willing to inject energy into a game. Yeah. Unless it was the Bears or Mike McCarthy.
1: Right. Right. Yes. And so... You just don't know. You want to see how this team develops and reacts. And there were just all these signs that kept pointing to, like, this team doesn't want to die. They don't want to go away. Even when when Jordan Love misses Patrick Taylor, there was, like, disappointment in his eyes. It wasn't, like, frustration. And it wasn't that type of anger that is, like, he's putting someone in the doghouse. Yeah. Like what you saw with Aaron Rodgers. When Aaron Rodgers got mad at you at the end of the game, you were in the doghouse. Mm Mm-hmm. Or he would just go and sulk and walk off and be sad. Yeah, but with Jordan Love, it was like, oh, we could have got that, we should have had that, we fucked up. It was just, it was anger, but it was like anger that was being put towards the next thing.
0: Yeah, well, you mentioned the the Jordan Love eye contact with Patrick Taylor after that. Mm-hmm. Like for you, watch that route. Patrick Taylor looks like Mm -hmm. what I would do if I was like body swapped with Patrick Taylor, five seconds before the play started, like just kind of like took a few steps forward and was like, yeah. And then Jordan love was like, no, I expected you to run anything. Yeah. Um, but I, you mentioned that I contacted, so I went back, uh, and I watched the, the end of the game Mm -hmm. with Luther this morning, Mm -hmm. uh, with, with my son, and um because he didn't see he had nap time so he missed the end of the game
1: oh cool. i told him i was like luther they're like bowser and we we gotta find luigi and then when he woke up up from his nap i said we found luigi and he was like we scored a touchdown just in time yeah well one of the cool things about
0: olds <laughs> uh-huh. is like you can tell them the result of something and then watch that same thing with them in suspense and they don't get it they're yeah. like, oh yeah, we gotta, well, yeah. <laughs> so we, even though he knew that we won the game, we watched it, and I was like, looks like the Saints are gonna win. And he's like, yeah, they are gonna win. And I was like, but wait. Um. <laughs> so we want anyway. All mm-hmm. this to say, I watched that yeah, moment, yeah. and I watched the the Jordan live eye contact with Patrick Taylor, and I it was just like this burning intensity of, yeah. like, of like, no that isn't it like that can't yeah. happen. Let's fix it. Kind of like it was like, yeah, it was, it was not this. There was not the same condescension in it yes. of like, I know what I'm doing. Why don't you know what you're doing? Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's how it always felt with Aaron Rogers. Like, well, I'm not the one fucking up here. Why didn't you run the right route? Yeah. You know, you know, Aaron Rogers would have thrown that same pass. Patrick mm-hmm. Taylor would have done the same thing. And it would have been a lot different. Yep. Yep. Down seventeen nothing. That was a really good shot to score. <clears throat> and it
1: We'll see. Yeah, but he kept fucking fighting after that.
0: So and then we we go up we go up the one and similar to last week it all comes down
2: to a field goal. Right before and- we go on from that, what did you think about the decision to go up one?
0: Uh, do you mean by the decision to go? By
2: the decision to go for two, yes.
0: That's the sound strategy, and I hope we do that from now on forever. It it's, it it's,
2: seems like it. I it, was questioning, I was worried, but fuck, it's right. It's I, right. It checks out in every conceivable way.
0: Now, I mathematically it is sound, but I was in here on Sunday saying I don't like it. I don't want to go for two here because. Yeah, you do. What had we been failing with all day long? Execution. What is a young team going to fuck up more often than not? Execution. So we can draw up the right plays and we have the personnel to execute, but we just, I was just thinking about that first fourth down and being like, it can all go so wrong so quickly. And if you're down eight, that is a totally different feeling than being down seven. And I would rather play it safe with this team but also I I respect the math and I definitely wasn't like, this is the wrong decision. It was just more of a gut thing for me of like, I wouldn't do it this time, but I agree in general with the philosophy of going for two down. I mean, yeah,
2: yeah, I completely agree. I was like, man, I don't know. I don't like this. I'm not comfortable with this, but if I really look ahead to every scenario, fuck, it's the right move. Shit. Hey,
1: you are in the room with what, what was I like? You were all about it. I was like, let's go. I fucking love this. Let's do this. I thought it was awesome. And then <laughs> fucking Jordan Love jukes the shit out of what's his name. Well, that was for the touchdown. No, oh yeah. Yeah. Two-point yeah, yeah. conversion. Oh, was... yeah. The two-point conversion was Samari Touré on Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. Yeah. Going after him. Oh.
0: Carving beautiful. out, carving out space. Jordan Love creating. The play broke down. So the play that we had drawn up did not spring the guy open the way that we thought it would. And then after mm-hmm. that, it was kind of, I, yeah. I mean.
1: Which that's that's another thing that you haven't seen Jordan Love really do much of yet. Work off schedule yeah. when a play breaks down. You've seen him do what, what he's told to do, get the ball out quick. You've um, seen plenty of that. But that was like an awesome little confidence booster that's an awesome little core memory that he's forming right there
0: yes <laughs> it's core memories
1: true um yeah.
0: so what what did you do when it came down to the field goal what did you do to help that field goal miss legend you know of, I did. what did what did you do the I'm people of
2: us. what do you think i did do I have to say it? You can say it.
0: I want, I you, to, I want you, you, to you to tell your speak you know. your truth.
2: What did I do, Elliot?
0: I just said I want you to speak your truth. I'm not going to do this. Well, I know
2: it, but I'm telling everybody that I don't even need to speak it because I haven't told you, but you know what do you think I did?
0: Who are you I with? I was with
2: my father. Did you hold what Did, your, we did do? you
0: hold your father's hand?
2: A fucking course, I held my father's hand tighter than fucking life itself. <laughs> Thought I was gonna have bones break in my hand because he was holding tighter than I was. You put it out there, he grabs it. He knows, and you clench until the fucking thing goes the wrong way, and it did.
0: So yeah, we <laughs> we're gonna have the same answer here, and it's because we were in the same house watching Packers games growing
2: up. Because we of, are the same,
0: and when it comes down to a field goal for us to win or for them to make us lose, it's always hold hands like men. And there's a bit of like patriarchal, like <laughs> homophobia baked in there <laughs> a little bit.
1: Hey, that's and that's not our fault. <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> not, us overcoming, that, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm naming that to, to own it and overcome.
2: It's a it? tradition that is grandfathered in. Okay, it was before the whole fucking woke movement. It was very yeah. 1990s. It's a little outdated, but um, so you hold hands like
0: fucking men. Hold hands. I saw, did you guys see the video of the... <laughs> and
2: the with the boiling, yeah, we didn't do that much. That was exceptional. Good job to those guys. Oh, yeah. I give them fucking credit for contributing.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. The they played a bunch. The execution on that was amazing. The The dad was like, we've got to blow that way. <laughs> he knew. He knew. Got the
2: right. <laughs>
1: he started whipping his shirt. <laughs> that, that's great. Like, that's the thing. I don't want to hear about fucking Joe Barry if you're not doing that shit. It
2: is <laughs> exactly. all of them. <laughs> like t- if you're not giving your all, don't give me any fucking opinions on who needs to be fired. Because you need to be fired. As Listen, a yeah.
1: This is the thing. Like from an actual human standpoint, I know for a fact that Joe Barry is doing the best that he can. <laughs> like, you know, that dude is not sleeping well. You know, that dude probably has a terrible relationship with his kids because of how much he gives to this game. <laughs> if you can't like switch your Jersey, which I did, I, before the before we got the ball back, before we got the field goal, I switched my jersey. I was in Tremont Williams jersey, and I was like, you know what? Need to buckle down with Preston. I brought an extra jersey to my brother's house, switched jerseys. Pop switched cool. to his lucky hat. If you're not doing at least that, then I don't want to hear shit about what Joe Barry's doing. Hey, I put my oh kid God. down for a nap that, in the middle of the game. Hey, do you know how hard that is to
0: be like? Buy the Green Bay Packers live in a game that's up in the, yes. up in the air. I'm going to go read children's books, children's literature to my son.
1: And you know what started happening? We started winning. We, we started coming back. We did. Yeah. We changed the
0: vibes. And then, yeah, I think we held hands down here. We got my 18-month-old daughter to, to hold hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it yeah. roped her in, and and we included her because she woke up as soon as he went down for a nap, of course, because that's how they planned it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and going
2: uh, super saying younger and younger these days. Yes, uh, She's uh, got and, powers. Yeah,
0: just just great seeing mm-hmm. that that field goal because last week it didn't, yep. and this week it did. He missed it, and it was it was just. It's nice. It's nice to not have to worry about, um, what would have happened. But
2: well, it's nice to get to worry about because you were talking about how this game this week is so pivotal. Being a team that's gonna be three and one, or a team that's fucking. Two and two.
0: Two and two is the, the math there. Yeah. So yeah, we've got. Meant, I, but, I I I want to I want to yeah. spend some time, in in some worrisome ideation with you guys. I want to I want to think about the the things that we'd rather not think about.
1: That sounds great. So that's what it's like that's to be? A, that's what being a fan's all about.
0: This this I've got three blue pill red pill questions for you. Okay, and. You can, you can choose to go down that rabbit hole or you cannot. Okay, so hear me out. My first blue pill, red pill question. And it, as a reminder, because no one should remember, if you remember this, it's like a little weird. Uh, <laughs> the red pill is the one where you know the truth about the matrix and the blue pill is the one where you live in ignorance. Uh, blissful ignorance. Well,
1: I mean, red pill Which- nowadays means that you hate women. I'm pretty sure. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Right, like Andrew Tate and all those guys. There, no,
2: unquote, I don't red. know
1: them or care what they think about anything. So I'm not going <laughs> to
0: adopt that good That's context.
2: Good. Well, I will say, the actual Matrix movies. When the question is posed, blue pill all day. Fuck coming out in that gooey shit. <laughs> I'm not do all the crowdie against the robots. If we are in the actual blue pill red pill conversation. Blue pill. Fuck that matrix shit. Yeah, just give
1: me like a regular
2: pill, dude. Just like give me some pills. (laughs) Give me some Tylenol. Give me me some 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 some, fucking ibuprofen. Or xanac. or something like that.
0: Uh, So the first blue pill, red pill question is, how does that game go if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers as opposed to Jordan Love? Legend, you well, want to take this one
2: or no? No, nope. I would say <laughs> I don't need a pill for this because the obvious fucking answer cutting through it all would be if you had Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. He's injured, so we have Jordan Love, and it's the same exact goddamn <laughs> thing anyway. So I don't need a fucking pill. I what if you, a have, or- if you have a healthy... Aaron Rodgers. And if you haven't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Blue pill. Fuck it. Okay, fuck it. and I, yeah. I'm not interested in the outcome with the last guy. I am very much interested in not fucking knowing what happened with him.
1: Yeah, let me let me reframe this question for you a little bit too, because yeah, I mean, of course you take the blue pill because we won, and um, you, you're not paying. Aaron Rodgers as much money,
2: but if so, so I take, like
1: you take this season. Still. If
2: I take the Aaron Rodgers pill and it ends up in a quick clean victory, and I was never worried about it, and he just has an MVP performance and it's better, I still don't want that pill.
1: Yeah, so like maybe do you want blue pill, red pill, blue pill? You take this team, what you have, red pill. You have Aaron Rodgers on this team. Blue
2: pill, blue pill, blue pill, blue pill, blue pill. (laughs) pill.
1: You're not gonna you're not gonna sell that. Let me let me me answer the question. Let me answer the question that you didn't come up with right that I need to reframe for you.
0: You sound like our father.
2: (laughs) You guys should fight. (sighs) Awesome podcast.
1: I yeah, no, blue pill. I had an idea. It's okay.
0: Okay. Let me reframe let me guide this question to Andrew because I want to it it. It
1: wasn't a very good question. Why
0: do we lose this game with a healthy You told me it was a good question earlier. Don't backtrack and say it wasn't a very good question.
2: (coughs) You guys are killing me. Ah, Brothers are awesome. Y'all so dumb.
0: Let me reframe this in a, in, a, in a leading way for you, Andrew. Why do we lose this game if we have a healthy Aaron Rodgers at quarterback?
2: If we have a healthy Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, I don't think we do. I don't think it's probably anywhere near this close.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think we we're talked like, about uh, that earlier. I think the, the attitude and the culture of the team, by the end, hmm. you know, if, if we're just extending what Aaron Rodgers had done with this team, I don't think you have the same culture, and I think you just have that same stagnant culture that was that was killing this team last year, right? Wait, okay. do you two Overall,
0: agree or disagree?
1: Th- Andrew, do you think the Packers win or lose?
2: I think the Packers win. I think Aaron Rodgers probably pretty easily exploits the way the refs are calling the game, and I think he draws a couple more PIs, does a couple more fucking things has a higher completion percentage.
0: Sure. Because Peter it, it sounded it like, like Peter win. was saying he thinks we lose.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. I think
2: we win the game, but I think we lose in the long term because it's just more the same bullshit that ends with nothing in the end.
1: Well, yes. <laughs> See, yeah. I think I think ultimately we're at the same we're at the same thing. I think if we're down 17 nothing with Aaron Rodgers I don't think that there's anything that's changing the game plan, or there's nothing new that's there's no help that's on the way with this young team. You like there, there's tons of shit that they can still try, tons of shit that they're still figuring out, and tons of energy that they have that they can send into it. So you know, maybe if we start out with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, yeah, we can win that game. But I just don't feel like we're winning that game if we're down seventeen nothing mm. with also, healthy Aaron Rodgers.
0: If you get to the point yeah. of Patrick Taylor running that route with Aaron Rodgers, I think you've lost. Like if you get yes. if you get to that fourth down, and you drop him there at the after he's thrown the ball, but before he realizes that it's gone to shit. Mm-hmm.
2: But here's the thing to me. It becomes an absolute fallacy because we're talking about a healthy Aaron Rodgers.
0: Okay, we well don't we're all, all that, that we, we wouldn't have, have had that pill that changes reality. So why don't you just accept it, Mister? Because Blue it can pill.
2: change reality, but reality can change so yeah. many ways. But cut but his
0: mic. I'm gonna cut his mic. Where is it? Where is One it?
2: One way it? or another.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how you like the brother shit now buddy <laughs> okay. uh just for the record andrew you have to unmute yourself i can't unmute you uh, <laughs> so if you want to take your ball and go home now is your chance let's uh, stay
1: with us we second
0: question uh is what happens if he makes the field goal who wants the red pill?
1: Yeah. I don't know why you would want that red pill. If he makes the field goal. Another terrible question. Absolutely. Awful question.
0: Okay. Blue
1: pill. <laughs> no. Okay. Let me tell you. Let, Cause your dick don't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me tell you why. Like, I don't want to know because that was just the magic of the moment. I don't want to know what happens. Like, do, could Jordan Love possibly lead another drive downfield? And this is this is so important. Like the look we've been talking about—the look in Jordan Love's eyes during that fourth quarter—and the only other time I've seen that in a player uh, was Josh Allen in the the Chiefs playoff game, where it was what they scored like two touchdowns each within the last two minutes or whatever it was. Josh Allen was on fire that game and he was looking to kill and Pat Mahomes just kept coming out was like nope nope I'm Pat Mahomes and that's why he said he year, said that he yeah. said he said nope I'm Pat Mahomes <laughs> <laughs> and so and so Josh Allen has it down here and like for for me I have no idea But for me, it's like that had to take a number. Like if you give everything you've got and it's still worth nothing, like this team is forming core memories. And for Jordan Love to have that opportunity to make that comeback and then to have that win and that celebration, there's no way I'm doing anything that would take that away from him. Would it be fun to watch him him go out there and try and lead another drive? It was absolutely fun to watch him – do that the previous three drives mm. okay so yeah there's there's this is like one of the most important things that could happen to this young team there's no way i'm mm. taking that away
0: yeah
2: okay
1: andrew what do you think
2: fuck you <laughs> how about that Solid. All, yeah. all i got man. okay <laughs> all, right, all right all
0: right all right All right, last blue pill, red pill question.
1: And this is a really good question. (laughs) Okay. So. (laughs) I
2: set your up. (laughs) I set you up. I'm going to cut your mic. (laughs) Can't cut his mic. Y'all got the same mic. <laughs> okay, this is the Packer Force Podcast brought to you by this fucking guy. Fuck what these guys said. They both cut their mics because they are stupid and they don't matter. So the
0: blue pill. Alright. Nah. I'm gonna I'm gonna re I'm gonna adjust the way that I present this to you.
2: I was about to go off. <laughs> I bet.
0: I bet you would have used your time to shine. Mm -hmm. Uh, The blue pill is Packers win this week, and they go to 3-1. and But along with that comes an avalanche of expectations. You are now the sole possessor of first place in the NFC North. You have beaten the Lions who beat the Chiefs. You have a uh, transitive win over the the Kansas City Chiefs. You You are legitimate. Congrats. You're done with the learning to compete phase. Nope. Or two and two. But it's a healthy loss. You compete. A better team beats you. You learn from it. What is better for this team in the long run?
2: To win this game or to lose this game?
0: To win this game or to lose this game.
2: Let me take some time to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> because this has to be a trick question somehow. <laughs> because it is so fucking stupid that I don't really know how to answer it correctly. (laughs) 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 Do I need to phone a friend to get some help? I'm
0: just saying. I'm just Is saying. it better
2: to lose this game to the Detroit Lions at home?
1: <laughs> I'm so glad we did
2: this. <laughs> yeah, it's better for us to lose this game. Let me take that pill. Let's lose this game because...
0: Congrats. You just became Super Bowl champions a year early, bitch. Instead of having to lose in the playoffs to replace the damage that started with this loss.
1: For this win.
2: Yeah, dude. Do not want this
1: team to get arrogant. You don't want it to be ahead of itself. You don't. You want healthy growth. Really, I mean, ultimately you do. You want healthy growth. And it's really important. Hey, here. It's important to um, go through problems in life early. It really is. I'll try to argue for uh, for that.
2: <laughs>
1: we killed Andrew. Yeah. I think you definitely <laughs> wanna lose this game. <laughs> you
0: guys are all making block. We're gonna win this game, and it is gonna be the worst thing for us. It is we're Colin Coward is gonna anoint Jordan Love, the second best quarterback in the NFC behind Jalen Hurts. And fucking Jordan love is never going to be the same. He's going to come to his next press conference in a hat and sunglasses. It's all going downhill. <laughs> Andrew, you have to unmute by the way. I cut you. I cut your mic again. Cause you were uh, coughing, coughing like a dying person.
2: I was coughing because I was laughing too hard. <laughs> It was funny. <laughs> it's a really funny question. <laughs> like, situationally, All right. taking a loss into the fucking 11-day break is a good thing? <laughs> How do you spin this question?
0: This is what you blue pill motherfuckers don't understand. <laughs> this and women. <laughs>
2: No, but seriously, if we win this game, then we have an extra win on our books, and then we have to do things and pay guys and no, okay, there's really no end game where a win is better <laughs> or a loss is better, like.
0: Well, I just think I just think you were talking about this season being a nine-win season. You want a yep. nine-win season after we go three and one,
2: dude? Don't don't throw my predictions in my face. That's, like I want us to do the best always. Throw obviously, my questions in my face. If we are only look like I've said, the recipe is learn to compete this year, learn to win next year, learn to dominate this year. If we are learning to compete whilst winning, well, let's do that. That's awesome. There is no downside. If we are learning, I don't expect us to be Super con- Super Bowl contenders this year or the next. But, that doesn't mean let's lose a whole bunch of fucking games just to try and learn life lessons.
0: Or does it?
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. Shut down. Give me the fucking pill of whatever color is. This is dumb.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you guys are pretty clear on what you think, and that's the goal of this podcast: is to just make our thoughts clear to each other.
2: <laughs> Indeed. I
0: also would prefer to win this game, because... <laughs> <laughs> I but. So.
2: You selected the correct response. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um, you guys want to go around the league a little bit, poke our head out? I know... Love to. Last week, Andrew was really upset that we didn't get to talk about the Bears, and I said, hold up, wait. There's a game in which... They will be the third most important team on the field behind the Chiefs and Team Swift. So let's let that game happen. Let's let them lose 41-10, to 10, and then we can talk about the Bears. Oh, man. Uh, the Bears had the worst week in the world last week. Oh, my God. Yeah. They got a defensive coordinator fired uh, under potentially scandalous circumstances. They had $100,000 of field equipment stolen from their stadium, presumably to tell them for the purpose of telling them they suck. They, Their quarterback threw their coaches under the bus, and then they filmed a hug at practice, and then they didn't get any better, and they lost by 31 points.
2: Dude, yeah, let's... it's gone from the bears still suck to the bears need help, guys.
0: Yeah, can we send them like
2: not just football help, like SOS? They're fucking drowning. I have am... people in trouble in that organization. Yeah, and I need like government help.
1: I'm thirty five years old. Um. Your wife, who is a school psychologist, told me that one of her textbooks said that, that is a middle, that's middle-aged. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So I might i might even be a middle-aged man. Maybe. That has watched the Bears my whole life. And they really have done nothing but suck my whole life. <laughs> they haven't done anything. Like, they haven't done anything to make them, me hate them that much. Like, I just don't have that much built-up resentment to, like, take joy in what's happening. If I had lived through the 80s, it might be a different story. If this happened to the Cowboys, if this happened to the Vikings, I would be like, fuck you. You deserve it.
0: Yeah, but it's kind of like, it's like your friend... Has a has an alcohol problem, you kind and you don't want to make them wait.
2: Who's got an alcohol problem?
0: Well, other than you, your friend Mm. has an alcohol problem, and you don't want to make them feel bad about it. You got to kind of play along. So, as a Packers fan, I'm still being shitty to Bears fans just to try and make them feel like a little bit normal Mm -hmm. and okay. Like you're still good enough for me to talk shit to you. I'm actually not going to tell you how sad I feel about yeah. you because yeah, because <clears throat> I don't want you to feel uncomfortable.
2: No. Yeah. I had that exact same experience on Twitter the other day where some Bears fan tried to inject like, Oh yeah, but at least we didn't squander two hall of fame quarterbacks potentials and only get two super bowls. And like, I have a lot of Bears fans friends and I have a lot of sympathy for Bears fans. But at that point, if you're still trying to participate in the conversation and shaming Packers because we squandered quarterbacks potentials. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you leave the room. You're done talking here. Yeah, You no longer have any part in this conversation. You're being dishonest. You have done nothing fucking 30 plus years you're horrible you don't get to fucking sit at this table with the adults and judge us on what we did or didn't do because you have done nothing nothing you are miserable you are killing your fucking quarterbacks you are fucking spending millions and millions on defenders and you are fucking squandering them you just fucking kicked Roquan Smith out you just kicked Khalil Mack out Because you couldn't fucking put a team around any of them. I don't want to hear your fucking opinion. If you're sitting here talking petty shit about my team. Because it's fucking stupid. You're very bad. Mm -hmm. You're very bad at this game. We will let you play along. If you just come to the table understanding that you fucking suck first and foremost. But if you come around trying to say... Yeah, but you guys... No. Don't you guys me. Don't fucking try and turn tables. Don't try and fucking save face. Come to the fucking discussion understanding that you suck. If you don't do that, you're irrelevant, and you just get fucking blocked and cussed out at this point. I'm fucking done listening to that bullshit.
0: If Jay Cutler had Mike Holmgren as a head coach and John Gruden and Mike McCarthy as quarterback's coaches over his career, and he was a Green Bay Packer, he'd have been a Hall of Famer too. Mm-hmm. Probably. Eat that big. Mm. We're better at this than you. That's the trend. On every level. But at the same time, holy shit, they they do not need to be this bad for me to feel everything that I already feel about it. Like, I want to be better than the Bears.
2: So bad.
0: They play the Broncos this week, who are another team where I'm like, it is less fun that you're this bad. Like, I want the Broncos
1: to be like one and two. It's kind of fun with the Broncos being this bad. Okay, true. That that 70-20 to <laughs> scoreline
0: was pretty funny. With
1: Sean Payton, because, again, there's like that arrogance there where he came in and was like, Nathaniel Hackett had the the worst coaching job uh, Mm -hmm. in the history of the NFL. And And this is
0: a guy who somehow is perceived as a better coach than Mike
1: McCarthy, even though he's done less. mm -hmm. Um, I've always had a respect for Sean Payton. Like whenever we went up against him, like I felt like his teams were always really tough to beat. They were always tough to handle.
2: They're decently coached. They're they're well coached. You've got to respect him because he'll put fucking hits out on your guys.
0: Yeah. Bounty Gate, I don't respect him on that level. Bounty Gate is not cool or okay. And, yeah, I think he's kind of a shyster uh, besides, but.
1: He's also a conspiracy theorist. He thought that the league, that's why he had to get out of New Orleans because he thought the league had it out for him. He said there was a guy on his sidelines for like two or three years that he didn't know who it was, and he swore it was like a league spy. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah, fuck I that guy. I used to respect him too, but fuck that guy.
1: And I just like continuing to be right, even though it's like past how right I, thought I was going to be with Peyton Manning. Like everybody here was like, oh, yeah, the Broncos are a great organization. I was like, you sold everything for Peyton Manning. And you're going to be terrible for the next five years. And And we're on year eight. (laughs) We're on year eight. (laughs) All right, guys, come on. You got to get it together.
0: Do you know who has the longest drought from making the playoffs in American professional sports? No. Actually, I think that's overstating it. The Broncos are the longest in the NFL, though. No.
1: The Jets. No, it's the Broncos. I thought it was the Jets with 12 years. No, it's the Broncos. Anyway, like, one reason why I like the Broncos being this bad also is because last year, the last two years, like, some of the most entertaining bits on radio here has Mm -hmm. been what are the most embarrassing losses? And they have like 10 losses from fucking Vic Fangio. And uh <clears throat> oh their defensive coordinator Vance. Vance Joseph and Nathaniel Hackett. And they would just go through and be like, yeah, I can't believe that there's this many. And this one they found another level of embarrassing loss. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy.
2: It's so fun that they're playing each other this week.
0: Yeah. Who do you guys got in that game? Broncos.
2: Probably the Broncos. I know the Bears fans want to lose it because they're already the tank. They're full tank mode. Already gave up. Sad. That's fun. But true. Um,
0: yeah, I'd say this this is a win for the Broncos.
2: I mean, how do you go back-to-back seasons in tank mode?
0: Uh, I wouldn't know <coughs> anything about that. I've never had my football team tank.
2: Mm-mm. No. Not <laughs> once. Not on purpose like this. Not, this is shit. Definitely not three games in.
0: So, in addition to the Bears and Broncos being 0-3, you know who else is 0-3? The Minnesota fucking Vikings. Nice. Mm. Love
2: it. Couldn't happen to a better squad.
0: Yeah, fuck them. All the way. <clears throat> Who'd they even lose to? The Chargers. I know that's who they lost to this week. They started off with a loss to the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And then last week it was, who did they lose to week two?
1: Did they lose to uh, NFC South? Teams? Mm, yes. Oh, no. San Fran?
0: No, the the Bears did. Okay.
1: Um, Bears lost to the Saints. San Fran?
0: It was not San Francisco.
1: Wait. No, it wasn't. It. Let's see. What were they on uh, Thursday night? They were. Oh yeah, against
0: the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles. That was who it was. They lost the Eagles, the Buccaneers, and um, the Chargers. Decent teams. I got. I guess the Buccaneers are decent. I keep hearing smart people say that the Buccaneers are decent, even though I don't think so. But, yeah. Um. So that – I mean, not to wrap up their season, I think they could still do stuff. Oh, there's still
1: plenty of time.
0: But they are two games under right now in the division. And it is
2: heavily debated that they should sell their quarterback.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Do you sell your quarterback to the Jets? Can you sell your quarterback to the Jets? What do you do at the beginning of next season when Rodgers is ready to go and Kirk Cousins has a new contract there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I'm glad that we don't have to figure that out because we had a three-year contingency plan operation that we executed. Uh, in Great. addition to the Vikings being sad, Devontae Adams is sad. Mm. What do you guys make of him saying, like, basically moping at his locker saying, I didn't – You know, I can't stick around and and be here if this is how it's gonna be. (laughs)
2: Hey man, that's it. It's sad. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he would prefer to come back and play with Jordan Love. I know that's not how it played out in media. Not to most people that he wanted to get away from Rodgers, but I think a lot of people would low-key agree that he wanted to make the move as much as he loved his friend. He didn't want to be intrinsically linked forever to being just an Aaron Rodgers weapon. And I think it proved to be a good decision that he immediately left and was getting national commercials all of a sudden. And I think if he was to come back to Green Bay, he would be an instant face of the organization and a key contributor. Do you want him back? Of course I want him back. Not at the expense of anybody that we have. For two first-round picks? No.
0: Or one first-round pick and the Aaron Rodgers second.
1: That's fine. I don't want him back. I don't want him back. You I like Dante on Wicks. I don't I don't want him back. I love Devontae Adams. But I don't know why you would change up that locker room right now. Because that locker room is the future. Yeah, yeah. I think <clears throat> I think these guys are learning how to lead by themselves. Devontae Adams is a totally different piece. Devontae Adams is a fully formed machine and another yeah, thing about like that, bringing in that you couldn't he wasn't able to produce without aaron Rodgers. he's so specific as a receiver and how he gets used and when he's open and when you got to find him and what you got to do with him he worked really well with aaron Rodgers. those dudes were like mechanical twins he didn't work as well with Derek Carr. He's not working with Jimmy Garopp. I mean, he's working fine. He's doing it, but... Yeah, what do you mean? Because his production,
0: if anything, has increased. Yeah. yeah,
2: his production hasn't dropped. I feel like he hasn't slowed down. I feel like he would be the same thing to these young-ass receivers uh-uh. as giving them an Aaron Rodgers to learn from for a couple years.
0: I agree with Peter. The vibes the vibes in this locker room are immaculate. They are what you want. Mm-hmm. You have a young team where everyone's in the same, pulling in the same direction of being like, oh, we're, we're trying to get better, uh, at least on the mm-hmm. offensive side of the ball. Defense is a little different.
1: Um, this team is not right. a Devontae Adams away from getting to the Super Bowl. Right. They're, yeah. they're here, not a Devontae here, Adams away from anything.
2: Here's a question. If you could pull in the Colts running back What's his name? Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor, or Devonte Adams? Which one do you pull?
1: I take. I would take John Jonathan Taylor. I think. Yeah. I love Devonte Adams more,
2: but
0: Jonathan Taylor is a third-year player,
2: and Jonathan Taylor is a third-year player, and he would be playing behind an injured Aaron Jones. And ahead and somebody that we are all quickly losing faith in in AJ Dillon, unfortunately. I
1: know. That yeah. is that's really unfortunate, man. He started out that game pretty hot. I missed the first quarter of that game. But when I went back and looked, I was like, Man, he you know, he had a couple nice runs in the first quarter. Well,
0: yeah, hmm. I mean he's he opened the game with like a, a great run. Called back due to a hold. Yeah then we had a false start. It, there was... It, yeah. We have...
2: AJ yeah, I mean, ad- Dillon definitely suffers behind not having our full complement of offensive linemen.
0: Yeah, and we also... We have <clears throat> organizationally failed to
1: establish the run. Um, For, with Devontae Adams, that's that's like a true red blue pill, red pill. I would keep... That. For me... I'm taking the blue pill because I like what we have. I don't want to tinker with.
2: But how much do your feelings change on that the second that the deal is made?
0: I'll get behind it. Oh if yeah, we do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, go.
2: True. Yeah, it would be super exciting.
0: Yeah, but I think I we I don't need it. I don't want to. I Well, I, I don't know. I would be a little sad to give up what we'd have to give up for him, I think.
2: Yeah. Uh, Dude, Devontae. Because wide
0: receiver, like Chase Claypool commanded a second last year.
1: Yeah.
0: Chase Claypool. So Devontae Adams, who's like 100 times as good as Chase Claypool, 100 seconds, 100 second rounders. <laughs> we don't have that.
2: Honestly, right now, I'm not worried about draft picks at all.
0: You should be great about draft picks.
2: Very talented. Oh, yeah. You we wanna be a... you wanna
0: be learning to to dominate in year three, you're gonna need some fucking draft mm. picks between now
2: and then. Dude, we have a very talented, very young team. We can take a year or two off from trying to pick up crazy draft picks, develop what we got.
1: But why would you and when bring you don't have in to? a
2: fucking Devontae Adams type guy to teach the young draft picks that we have?
0: No, do that in two years when you're ready to dominate. When you're in year three of the year three plan, that's when you bring in Andre Risen and fucking shift the equation. Like you, All you, right,
2: let me call Devontae Adams and tell him he's got to be on the radius for two more years.
0: <laughs> you're going to be sad. Um, the Dallas Cowboys lost to the Arizona Cardinals. I am surprised i i was like Mm -hmm. i was touting the cowboys as my top team in my power rankings over san francisco because i fucking hate san francisco and i will do anything to put a team above them but uh dallas had looked great and then played this arizona team that is supposed to be tanking yeah but they played the giants very competitively who are not supposed to be taking and then they up and beat the cowboys so, that's weird. Do you guys care about that? I don't know. That's weird.
2: I mean, yeah. It's weird. Do I care about that? I'm not sure yet.
0: Can that's you name three. the three undefeated teams?
1: Uh 49ers. That's one. Eagles. Miami. That's
0: two. You did it. Good job. Good job, yeah. guys. There are three in the whole league, which mm. feels weird.
2: Um. It does. It definitely feels like the you used to get team. to like week six or week seven and still have multiple undefeated. Well, mm-hmm. we
0: might. It just depends if two of these teams hold it out for the long haul. Mm-hmm. No, I do not. feel like we are in an age of high parity, though, and there is a lot of. It no feels true. like the whole league is kind of young and underdeveloped, uh, and so mm-hmm. you have this kind of upper class of like established, polished contenders, <laughs> like a Philly. I like
2: that you said young and underdeveloped underdeveloped when you could have just went with sucked. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, but it's not like, I, I feel like there's high potential in lots of spaces. There's just a lot of sloppiness and shittiness
2: Ooh, because of the, like you thing. don't have the beasts beasting out. Like at this point, you would think three and O is not a stretch to see Kansas city, Buffalo, a lot of those teams, Philly, blah, 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 blah. You would think you'd have three, four, five, six more undefeated teams than we do at this point. Teams are catching fucking flaws. Teams are catching trouble. Teams are catching, I don't know, better words than I'm thinking of for it early.
0: Well, should we, uh, preview this Lions game now that we're sixty five <laughs> and it's into the program.
2: Nobody's listening anyways. Do what you want.
1: Hey mom is. And Chris Beckers is.
2: No
0: both wrong. Um but yo
2: <clears throat>
0: last year the two Lions losses were kind of defining losses of the season. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think – and I'll let Peter answer this first mm-hmm. so you can puff that thing a little bit. Do you think that those two losses are hanging over this game at
1: all? I would say yes. I would say that the Lions are seen as they are because we were kind of their Super Bowl. We were their nationally televised Super Bowl.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Once they came out and dethroned Aaron Rodgers and rode him out of the NFC North, of which he was king for 27 years, yeah, I think we are definitely a part of their hype. Um, they ended our season. I think we are in a different position now. I think those those games, um, yeah, do they hang over our head? Does this team still think of that? I don't know. I think we've probably washed ourselves clean of last year's losses, too. I mean, I think those were Um, big games, but...
2: Red pill, blue pill. Do you want to see what this team is now if we beat Detroit twice last year? Mmm. Because I bet it's different.
1: Mmm. I just like what I got. I'm blue pillin' right now. Just blue blue pillin'. pillin'. Blue pillin' like a villain.
2: (laughs) If we win twice against Detroit last year, that's taking Aaron Rodgers to the playoffs again. Yep. Aaron Rodgers could win a playoff game. We could be in a completely different situation. Do you... Do you have any inclination to explore that? I don't.
0: Listen, I wasn't mad at the Lions for beating us last year. They had mm-hmm. been working up to that and they earned it and we didn't and they mm-hmm. outplayed us and frankly and they Williams. had they had two games what was it like over the last couple of years where it was like we led for zero seconds and didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> score yeah. the winning points until yep. zeros were on the clock so mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, I don't think I don't think that they hang over this game for us, but I think they do for them. Yeah. I think that the Lions are kind of built a little bit on their reputation from beating those teams. Yeah uh, those those Aaron Rodgers Packers teams. They're continuing their story. We have a new story that we're writing right. And so we I think last last year we were the hunted and they were the hunter and I think it is going to be interesting to see who is who on Thursday night football. And uh we'll we'll see because it could very well I could see this being a Lions romp. I could see this
2: historically we have talked on this podcast about whose story is this game.
0: Yeah, and it's either like it it really it will be. I think if it's competitive, it's our story. And I think if it's the Lions putting an exclamation point on their dominance of us, which they have been working up to. And, you know, if they win there in first place alone in the NFC North, big deal for them. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with wins against the Falcons and the Packers and the Chiefs, and those are good wins. Um, The loss to Seattle was weird, but. And
2: Chiefs is a very good win.
0: Yeah, I think we would be too for them. And then it's not because we're as good as as the Chiefs, but we're just, we're a division rival. And it's, it's like you said, it's in Lambeau. So we're a good get. We are a good get. They, they want to get us. And, uh, but I also feel like this could backfire for them. Like, I think they're, we'll see if they're vulnerable to any sense of complacency uh from having beaten us twice and then we lost our quarterback you would think a team that you beat twice one year then that then lost its hall of fame mvp four-time mvp quarterback you'd think you have the upper hand uh it's a different deal than that we know that Mm -hmm. i assume that they're communicating that to each other and they know that um but if they don't they're very vulnerable and then furthermore Jamal Williams was important to that team. And he he was was... important to that team beating us. Not just because he had the fatal blow and the final carry that, that put the game out of reach last year in week 18, but just because of what he represents and the way that he, you know, very much embodied the soul of that team and specifically like playing us was meaningful for him and thus for them. And he's not there sure. anymore. And I bet there's going to be a lot of lions in the locker room thinking about sure. the fact that Jamal Williams isn't there anymore tomorrow hmm. and missing him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So again, it circles back to your question. Is it better for us to win this game or should we lose this game? I think we should lose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: it is. No, but it's it, this is a super pivotal game for us you're you're talking about the nine and eight plan. You're trying to sell us the nine and eight plan. And I'm trying to sell the 12 and five plan. And if we win tomorrow, we're on pace for the 12 and five plan. And if we lose, we're on pace for the nine and eight plan.
2: True. Uh,
0: Mm. And I'm sure a win in prime time with no other football to talk about for two days except for Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes on Saturday against USC. Look out. Uh, I'm sure it'll get a lot of attention if we beat Detroit. I'm sure that would be a, a national kind of coming out party for the Jordan Love Packers. You think so? I do.
2: I think we have to do better to get a coming out party. I don't think Detroit is enough.
0: I feel like I Detroit is, is respected enough. They they Their coming out party was week 18 last year, and then week one was like, oh, shit. Like, they're for real. They're beating the Kelsey-less and jones
1: list Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know if I would put this as a coming out party, but maybe a putting on the radar. Because I I don't think many people recognize how good of a comeback that was against the Saints Mm. or what really happened there. Because I think you can look at Jordan Love's numbers and say, like, oh, he was kind of okay and had a crummy game. But I don't think they realized what happened to this team when they did that.
2: Real quick. Mm.
1: I got another real quick after you.
2: Mm. Okay, cool. Dope. Who is who might be coming back and how important is it that they come back?
0: Do you have the answers? Three guys.
2: Obviously, Jenkins and Bakhtiari are not coming back. Right. Mm -hmm. Watson, Alexander, Watson, and Jones.
0: You want me to rank them in order of importance?
2: Do whatever you want with it. But those are the three that are fucking important and are in question.
0: Number one is Aaron Jones. Yeah. No. Aaron Jones is our
1: offensive heartbeat. It, number one is Jair Alexander. Absolutely not. With Aminad, with, with those receivers? I, I, I
2: One at I, a time.
0: They have those receivers, but it's mm-hmm. Aaron Jones because – A.J. Dillon has not done it. And we're not going to get by in this game with that with an A.J. Dillon run game performance that is on par with what the last two weeks have been. Um, I would agree. I, and I think the way that he opens up our passing game is critical for us to be competitive with them. And while Jair Alexander is really important because of their the receivers that they have, uh, I trust our backup DBs way more than I trust our backup running back right now. And our running game is as important as our pass defense in this game. Watson is the third. Watson is a nice to have. He I think like we can, we will throw the ball like Jordan Love is not a quarterback who's like, whoa, my guy is in there. Who am I going to throw? Like he's just going to throw to whomever, um, which is dope. It's so dope. And uh, if Watson is out there, he gives us another element. Also, is huge. But Aaron Jones, Jair Alexander, Christian Watson.
1: I think you put Jair Alexander first, just because, uh, yeah, those. I'm in Ross St. Brown and he's a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. And I think you, the more you can do to slow down those receivers, the better. Jamison Williams. He's not playing. He's not playing. He's suspended for gambling. Oh yeah. Fuck that guy. Um, (laughs) Those those Amin Ross St. Anyway, Browns. I, I mean, you take any of them. You take any of them. I would love to see Christian Watson out there because I think that gives you such an element that they have – that's not on tape yet.
0: That's true. That's. I mean, yeah, it is. It's very really
2: annoying we haven't seen him once this year yet. Yeah. Get going, motherfucker.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's got to get going. Hey, real quick, who would you rather have in that locker room? Jamal Williams or Devontae Adams.
2: Jamal Williams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Trade for Jamal Williams. I would rather have Jamal Williams than Devontae Adams.
2: Huh. I mean, for locker room purposes.
1: You got yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, shit, dude. We have a we have a and- quarterback that's approachable. We have a quarterback that is like in with his team. Mm-hmm we have a quarterback that people care about and that he cares about those people. I'm not saying – I think Aaron Rodgers cares about t- his teammates. I think he really does care about them. He just cares about them like a manager cares about
2: his employees.
1: Mm. He's like – I don't think he, I think he cares about shit. I think he works went really country well, and really
2: hard. Person. I think he should be shot in the face.
0: Okay, we got one ripping a bong. We got another blowing his nose. Nobody's muting. So let's just go on to the next thing in which I talk about the kickers. So the Packers have been very (laughs) shy with Anders Carlson. Um, And the Lions have a kicker too. His His name is Riley Patterson. And Riley Patterson, uh, what are his stats on the year? He's he went three for three in opening week. He's a hundred percent. I gotta go home. Riley Patterson's long field goal this year is thirty eight yards.
2: As I am Carlson very
0: isn't allowed to, if it's after eleven. So <laughs> we better hurry this game up. Um.
2: I am very impressed that our no-name kicker has not been in any way, shape, or form an issue this year, and I love that. One day I'll learn his name, but I'm not there yet with him. Continue to not fuck up for like two or three more weeks, I'll figure out what your name is.
0: And that's it for the Packer Force podcast. We thank you for joining us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> From, your I <laughs> From your mother's vagina
1: to our village. airwaves.
0: Thank you for making it here. <laughs>